Thank you, Rick. Brother Garrett. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, beginning verse 13. To many of you, this will be a, pass, a familiar passage of Scripture simply because many Easter Sundays on Sunday night will look at this particular incident. This is, of course, the day of the resurrection. This is the afternoon after the morning when the women found the tomb empty. And it'll be a familiar passage of Scripture, but as we look at the roads that Jesus walked, where Jesus walked, uh, we, we can't leave this road uh, undiscovered. We want to look at some things, give us some encouragement. In Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse 13, would you stand as the scriptures read, please? Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself went near and drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. He said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. And indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things have happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us, and they did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them and all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Let's pray together, please. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for showing us where Jesus walked. And we ask that as we look at this passage of Scripture, there's someone here who needs to hear the truths and someone here who needs to know that Jesus is catching up with them. Help us, Father, to look at Jesus and look at ourselves and be honest with you tonight. It's his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This morning, of course, we looked at the passage of Scripture that you can't ignore. If you're going to look at the places where Jesus walked, you could not ignore the road to the cross. In Mark chapter 9 and in chapter 10, both, Jesus was on the road to the cross. We cannot ignore that. And we looked at this particular truth. Jesus was on the road to the cross, and the disciples were walking the same road Jesus walked. Things are a little bit different in this passage of Scripture. On this road, we see Jesus walking the same road 
the disciples walked. You might say, isn't that saying the same thing? Not quite. Because we're talking about two different roads here. Jesus, of course, walking to the cross. This road that the disciples were on, it's a road that's familiar to us all. You might say, well, I have no idea even what the scenery looks like on the road to Emmaus. It's a seven-mile stretch of road from Jerusalem. I've never even been on an airplane or I haven't been overseas. I don't know what walking on the road to Emmaus would look like. Well, we're not talking about the road to Emmaus. We're talking about how they felt when they walked on this road. And I think you will agree all of us have been on this road. If not, then you're very, very young. First of all, they were on the road of grief. Verse 19, they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Now it says, behold, two of them were walking on the road to Emmaus. Who is them? Two of them are two disciples. One is named Cleopas. We don't know who the other is. Here are two followers of Jesus Christ. So therefore, they knew what happened. They knew Jesus had been crucified and Jesus had been killed. And we know if they were disciples, as we looked this morning, they were close to Jesus because many people had gone away and didn't walk after Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 66. But here are the people who had stuck with him. Here are the people who followed him. Here are the people who believed in him. Here are the people who loved him. And he was dead. Grief. They were walking the road of grief because one that was very near to him had died in a very tragic way. So we realized they were walking the road of grief. We've all been there. We all know what it's like to lose somebody close to us. And they were walking this road with hearts that were saddened with grief. Secondly, they were walking the road of disappointment. In verse 21, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Now that word, but, is a, that's a big word there. Because it says we were hoping that he was going to redeem Israel. He was mighty in word and deed, but that's all changed. We were hoping. They were hoping, no longer hoping. You see, they were walking the road of disappointment. They were disappointed in the way things turned out. They had such high hopes that Jesus was going to make a change in the society, or Jesus is going to make a change in their country, and Jesus is going to bring these sweeping changes. They had all these ideas of what Jesus would do, and things didn't turn out the way they thought they should. And they said, we were hoping, we were really hoping that he was going to redeem Israel. But it didn't happen like they wanted it to. You see, all of us have walked the road of disappointments. Sometimes single events disappoint us. Something happens that we really didn't see that coming. Sometimes we disappoint ourselves. Sometimes a failure or a mistake. You ever disappointed yourself and you've been walking along that road? Sometimes 
other people disappoint us. And we're disappointed because we think, I never would have expected that of them. I never would have. Sometimes folks disappoint us. Sometimes circumstances disappoint us. Sometimes it's a single event. But then sometimes, sometimes it's not a single event, but it's a long-term disillusionment. And a lot of times folks get to see a, a particular age and they look around and say, I really thought things would be different by this time in my life. Is, is this all there is? Is this, is this all there is to it? You know, I really thought there'd be more that I would accomplish or more that would happen. They begin to get disillusioned with life. Sometimes the long-term disappointment is what we call discouragement. We thought maybe we'd have accomplished more. We thought maybe we would have done more, sometimes for Jesus. We thought maybe we would have been better. We could have done better. And sometimes disappointment comes our way. We've all walked that road. We've all been there where people or events or things, they disappoint us. Then they were very honest. They were walking the road of confusion. They had a lot more questions than they did answers. Now, a lot of times that is the reason for our disappointment. Why, why did this happen? Why did, why did this happen to me? Or why does this happen to them? Why did, of all things, why did, I, don't have, I don't know why God did this. And we have these questions that we don't have any ready answers to. And when, sometimes when we walk the road of confusion, we have so many questions without answers. It's a familiar road. We've all been there. And while they were walking on that road of confusion, disappointment, and grief, Jesus caught up with them. And you see, sometimes you feel like I'm walking this road all by myself. Nobody knows my hurt. And you're probably right. But then let me tell you, Jesus catching up with you. Jesus catching up. And Jesus caught up with them. And he said this, what, what things are you talking about as you walk along on this road and you're so sad? Of course, they said, are you the only alien in Jerusalem? You don't know about the things that have happened? And then Jesus said, what things? Now, I like to question Jesus asked this morning when he said, what were you arguing about on the road? Jesus knew what they were arguing about. You know, when he said, what were you talking about when you walk along and are sad? Jesus knew everything about what they were talking about because he was right in the middle of it. He knew exactly what they were talking about. Why did he ask him the question? Because he invites us to tell him what's hurting. What things? What, didn't Jesus knew what it was. It wasn't that he didn't know what was going on. They needed to talk to Jesus about this. And see, when we walk along the road of disappointment and grief and confusion, Jesus says, why don't you tell me all about it? And watch this, and be honest. Sometimes we have some questions that are pretty hard to ask God. And somebody might say, oh, we can't question God. Who else are you going to ask? Ask him the hard questions. God can take it. 
God can take it. Ask him the hard questions and be honest. He says, tell me what's going on. In other words, we need to pray about some things. He needs to spend some time with good, honest prayer with Jesus. So they told him about all these things. Then he says this in verse 25. O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? Now in verse 26, when he says, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and entered into glory, he reminds them of his own teachings. You might say, where is that? You remember this morning when over and over Jesus said, the Son of Man must go to Jerusalem. He must be arrested. He must suffer many things. He must die on the cross and rise again the third day. You say that word must? You remember we said the Greek word? The word ought here is the same word. Over and over and over again, eight different times, Jesus said, he began to teach them about this thing. Over and over, Jesus said, the Son of Man ought to, must, go to Jerusalem. He must suffer many things. Now, you remember what we said that word meant this morning. Greek word, D, D-E-I. It means such as is necessary for the nature of the case. So here's what he's saying. Wasn't it necessary in the nature of the case for Christ to have suffered these things? You see, that was exactly what he told them over and over and over and over again before the things happened. So what he was doing is, he was reminding them of the things he said. They still didn't know it was Jesus, but he was kind of saying the same thing that they had heard over and over. So, if you're walking on the road of grief and disappointment and confusion, let's look again at the words of Jesus. Let's remember what Jesus said about things. Look it up and read it. And then, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all scriptures the things concerning himself. What Jesus did was point them to the biblical perspective. See, sometimes we get so wrapped up in our disappointment and confusion and grief and questions that sometimes we have a perspective that may be the world's perspective, maybe our own perspective. And that's never going to make sense out of things. So what Jesus did was he began to expound and teach them the things where? In the scriptures concerning all that happened. So he gave them the biblical point of view. And you say, the biblical point of view, the Bible has a lot to say about suffering. The Bible has a lot to say about the questions that we ask that are hard. The Bible has a lot to say about disappointment because sometimes we're disappointed because we are looking for the wrong accomplishments and, the, and we've got the wrong sense of success in our lives and God says there's something better to give you a sense of purpose. And you're disappointed because maybe you're looking at all the wrong things to find fulfillment in your world. So Jesus says, let me put it all into perspective and set things right. And so he went back to the scriptures and he gave them the biblical point of view. 
You see, that's what happens when we walk along this road, and all of us have been there. We've all been disappointed. We've all been confused. We've all had grief. We've all had questions. And Jesus just comes and says, if you're looking here, we can put it all into perspective. And remember, they walked that road just for a while, just the two of them. But in time, who walked with them? Jesus caught up and walked with them. They were on the same road. And let me tell you, as long as we're living in this life, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be hurt. We're going to be confused. But Jesus walked the same road they walked. And he'll walk the same road you're walking. This morning's passage of Scripture, they walked with Jesus on his road. Tonight, he walked with them on their road. And there is a difference, isn't there? Is there anything before we go into the rest of the service?